Hi there, you're listening to Cinema Cult, where we pick a weekly movie genre, review a movie with that specific theme, and then discuss where the genre is going, where it's been, and figure out what significance it ultimately plays in cinema's history. As a general warning, there are spoilers in this podcast, and F-bombs are thrown pretty frequently. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I'm Honto. And we also have a special guest today. Hi, I'm Jacob. So this week, uh, Matt was in charge of picking the movie, and Matt, what'd you pick? I picked the 1985 movie by Joe Dante called Explorers. It's about three kids who dabble with extraterrestrial technology. Well said, Matt. Well said. I feel it was good. It was good. All I'm right, so a let's bit uh, of, uh, deja vu right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, but just to let everybody know, we um, this is the second time we've had to record this podcast. We did, we did the original one. It was like an hour long. Had a lot of good conversation, but uh, it didn't record for some reason. So now we're talking about Explorers again. Um, but we have some good things to say about it. So let's start from the very beginning of the movie. Um, I know we had a few things to say on the credits of the movie. Am I right? Uh, the dream sequences, right? That's what opens up the movie. Uh, what is your guys' thoughts about the dream sequences? Do you like them? Do you not like them? I like them. I mean, it felt like an 80s, you know, which is a typical 80s movie. Uh, I did think they looked a little bit like Tron, which I thought was kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, that's true. Wow, the conversation's going to be good on that, this that's, one. That's all i got to say about Sorry, that. Like that. Okay. No, um, I thought the dream sequences were really, uh, I thought they were kind of cool. It was nice to see some nice camera work in there. It definitely felt very film uh, student, but um, I thought it conveyed the message well. And uh, let's talk about those graphics, let's be honest. Those were uh, those were 80s. Yeah, uh, for, sure. for sure. Yeah, it was very much like, look at what we can do. And now that, in retrospect, it doesn't look very good. I don't think it looked bad at all. I thought, if anything, it was probably one of the better parts of this movie, which doesn't say much. But All right, so let's talk about my theory about this whole movie being a dream. Ethan Hawke's sleeping in the background. We see and hear an alien movie that's playing, which can inspire his dreams or influence him. So my whole thing is maybe this whole entire thing is this dream, you know. He gets the girl in his dream, you know, he gets to go see these aliens. I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I don't know, I don't, I don't buy the dream theory as much. I mean, if you were going to say that, then it's like every movie some character falls asleep in is a dream. Well, you know, about, it's not like we're, like, we're not like total recall. I'm going to make a little twist. What if it's not about a boy dreaming about it, but what if it's a robot dreaming about being a boy? And that's why we see, like, the circuit board, and it's sitting there, and it's creating this, like, simulation. And it's like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to be a human being, and that's, like, that's why they're good at, like, making chips and all that stuff. Maybe even turn it that way. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> this podcast. Ten out of ten. Now, uh, the last time I saw this movie, I think, was when I was a kid. So I didn't. I remember it like chunks of it, basically. But I always kind of remember the ending being a uh, almost like a dream is it real or not and then there's always like that one object which Ethan Hawke has at the end yeah what is that object that he has at the end what's that supposed to be what does it do I don't know it's like a keychain you I get like it was Disney an World. unfinished movie yeah. <laughs> yeah so Matt tell us about what you read about this movie being okay. unfinished so this movie was taken away from Joe Dante a month before he could finish it and the production company edited it their own way and just went ahead and released it the original edit the first edit of this movie was three hours and 15 minutes long. Is... So what you are seeing is basically a chopped down version. What we're seeing is, and, and which kind of answers all the missing links in this movie. We're actually seeing the first hour and 35 minutes of the movie. Yes, there might be a whole, <laughs> it might be a whole, they might have kept it for a whole sequel. 
and being like, hey, we'll keep all these like open ended things. I think for that's another where like, the, movie. that's where like the girl comes in, and then eventually Dick Miller. That's where he comes in. Yeah, comes in after that, after the hour and thirty five minutes, and then the aliens invade in the second oh, part of the, in the second. That's movie. where the peril comes in. Yeah, that's when all the peril comes in. Do we know if any of this footage got released? Uh, I there's two deleted scenes in the DVD, and that's it. That's it. Which yep. was actually I was reading about it. The two deleted scenes were part of the actual theatrical release. They had so really? they cu- they cut it down. So See, on the that's, D- ri- that's ridiculous. They hadn't shot three hours. But they only have two deleted scenes to show for it. I know, you know. It's fucking stupid. See, this is something like Shout Factory should like take over or something. Like the Shout Factory? They did um, Nightbreed, and they like oh, went they... and found all that footage oh. for Nightbreed that went missing, and they they should do the whole thing with this too. Wait, and is that why they're re-releasing Nightbreed? Yeah, yeah, they re-released oh, yeah. it because they like they lost the footage, and oh. Shout Factory went out and found all of it, and. Or no, no. A guy went out and found all of it, and Shout Factory helped release it. Wait, so weren't there copies of it on DVD? Uh yeah, I think there was something about the footage, the actual real footage missing though. Like the true version of it. Yeah, I the guess. true version of it was missing. Gotcha. I you know I I would probably never watch this movie again, but if the three hour cut came out, I'd probably watch. Oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It sure. would take me a couple weeks to watch it because I probably I want to see. Yeah, I want to see like what the movie is really about because obviously the movie that was released is not the true version of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's a ton of open-ended stuff. Well, they introduce the girl character, who's barely a character, and they introduce Dick Miller, who's the helicopter pilot. But you get it done without either of those characters. Yeah, and they they have a big hint for his character, basically saying, like, he used to have dreams when he was a kid. Yeah. And he's starting to have them again. Well, like, in the the villain characters of the the teenage boys that, like, beat him up in the the beginning, they bring him back for a second in the middle of the movie, and it makes it seem like you're going to see him again, but Which is, like, an hour into it when they go into the drive-in. It does. Now that I really think about this, now that we know it was originally a three-hour cut, these these things are set up like more is supposed to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. That completely makes sense. And, you know, I I think I originally said about, uh, you know, why is they, like, hint that Halloween time is happening. And it almost seems like a like a third act would take place on Halloween. Yeah. Like, there would be, invasion. like, something with the aliens coming in and nobody... You know what I mean? Like, it seems like Halloween would take a prominent role in it for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. Because you think about how long a movie goes and, um, like, how many months it takes to film it. It's like, why would you put that holiday hint in there if it didn't, like, add to the story? Yeah, somehow? why, like, make it a point of the story and to actually show it in the movie if you're not even going to, like, use it in... Yeah. As a part of the overall arc, I guess. Yeah. So let's talk about Joaquin Phoenix. God damn it's, it. It's River. No. <laughs> you did this before. I did this on the first time again. before this podcast. <laughs> let's talk about River Phoenix. Um, obviously the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think he nailed it as the uh, the whiz kid, uh, Wolfgang Mueller. Well, he just acts so ahead of his age. You could just, I just, it's a shame. You could tell what a great actor he would have yeah. been. Yeah. Um, one of you didn't like his acting in this movie. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I kind of go against the grain on this. I uh, I think uh, my problem is I saw Stand by Me. I've seen that movie yeah. hundreds of times since you know. But it just kid. goes to prove that he's a good actor. But even as a kid, I. But it was just like he was such a cool kid in Stand by Me, and just seeing him put the nerd glasses on Dude. and wearing the ties, it just looked like it's like seeing a Tom Cruise. movie. No, he just knows how to envelop a role, basically. You know? Yeah, I, I just I think they just really played that stereotype, and they're yeah. just like, look oh, at that. Oh, remember that? Remember the beginning scene where he's holding like eight books to go that's to awesome. middle school? That's awesome. How many? I've never even held eight books in my Dude, hand at I one hold time. Jake's never books. Jake's never even read eight. Yeah, books. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even go to school. <laughs> what is school? Yeah, but I, you know what though? I gotta give it to him. He steals every scene yeah. in this movie. Every scene he he's in, he best, takes over. He was the best actor probably in the movie, and he was the best developed character. Well, I think. No, what what about the little girl? The girl who played the main character. 
Oh, <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, I thought it, I, I thought that was a girl. No, I I just I think Ethan Hawke. He did do a little uh, very feminine. Yeah, he was kind of whiny the entire time. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, I, I swear it's he like was every... like not he wasn't really like a he didn't really do all that much with like the whole leader role. No, this must be like the guy that sees the image of the circuitry board or whatever. Yeah, and it's supposed to lead like his two friends on this journey, but he kind of doesn't really do anything. Even like when they're first doing the landing or like the taking off. Yeah, like they're he's like, all right, we got to set this up, and he tries to go for the button. Like was Darren? Yeah, yeah. The other guy, he like starts doing everything else, and he like kind of just like holds back. Yeah, it's real weird. That well, it's like you know, this is gonna get really. uh theoretical here but um a lot of times with these movies when there's three characters they do the whole like id ego and super ego kind of okay. complexes whether it be like ferris bueller or like jaws um you can see it in this movie too but they don't play out like as the three well characters as represent each part I guess. yeah each part it's like explain the ferris bueller one then uh, we'll get to that when we do ferris bueller oh shit i didn't uh, know that yeah sneak preview for me there you go man or or <laughs> you should explain it now because i'm actually kind of curious yeah. okay uh <laughs> all right fine uh it ego and super ego it is um refresh my memory what it is it's your theory no no i can't remember like i can always i always mess it, up on which one's it, it which is one. the the basic idea it's like the basic needs of the human like i need food water you know all that all that stuff doesn't matter okay what's ego uh ego is that next like complex i think where it's like you have to take it like a next step further it's like relationships um you know like building friends you know stuff super ego is the extreme like the go-getter kind of mentality because like what is it in ferris bueller sloan is ego uh cameron is the id and ferris bueller is the super super ego ego. yeah yeah so and then jaws it's it's jaw you know what this could actually be related to jaws in a way because it's like brody is like the normal guy, like he's, he's like the guy, the he's fence, like the leader. Whatever. Yeah, he's on the fence. It's always like the the main character is the guy that's on the fence, and the other ones are the two extremes of him. So and then you got like Chief Brody's the normal guy, and then you have Ma- Richard Dreyfus Matt is probably coming. Like, is Richard Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus is like he's the thinking the... version of it, and then. Yeah. Robert Shaw. Yeah, Robert Shaw is like the go-getter kind yeah. of. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, so the one he's that, like, like the Ferris Bueller. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he's like makes it all dramatic, like running near a bigger boat, basically. Yeah, like, like, kind of like super dramatic. You so know? like with this, it's like you know you have like your thinking character, which is River Phoenix. Yeah. You have your go-getter like character, which is like the troublemaker almost, which okay. is. Darren and Darren then, doesn't really like seek out anything. He's just he's there not. for the ride. And that's why I that's why I was saying like it they feels like, it was, like a, it was like a failed attempt at yeah. it. Yeah. Like well, yeah. he he was the plot device of where we get all this junk to build a ship. And he's like, yeah. oh, I, I know. He did come up with the Thunder Road, the name of the spaceship. Yeah, that's the best which is, contribution. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, other than that, he didn't really do all that. Well, he had that, and he had this frog that he squeezed. Oh, fucker, fucker. No, yeah, I think he, that's. I think that comes in with the whole. Uh, well, no, go ahead. I guess. No, go ahead. You, I would say the, I went um, off my whole ego thing. You can edit no. that out. That was a lot. <laughs> that was I'm good. Sure a lot of people out there. That was a whole other podcast. Right? Like, that's, 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 that's our bonus. That's our bonus podcast right there. Just, yeah, yeah, people are gonna tear that apart. And be like, hold on. Uh, actually, you're completely wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> Explorers was 1981. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First off, <laughs> you got it wrong. You were an idiot. <laughs> So what were you going to say right there? Uh, I was going to say the whole, um, I mentioned earlier when this should have been recorded properly. Uh, there should have been peril in the movie, which yes, there wasn't. Yes. And I think that would have determined which each character 
really represent. My thing was like, uh, we talk about a lot of loose ends in this movie, and Darren was one of those characters that they, they really hinted, hinted fucking, so much. Yeah, like the, he's he's talking about getting like he's he's talking about running away from his dad. He's talking about how his dad doesn't have a job, and his he kind of hints at his home life being kind of like on the weaker side. He gets a test back and he gets a D on it, and he's like. Oh man, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. And then in the following scene, he's the one who brings the beer yeah. to like the uh, christening of the yeah. ship, and it's like there's so many hints. And then he says that one comment about how he's like, I don't have dreams anymore. Uh, and then there was one more. Like, and then there was one more. It was the looks like <laughs> looks like Dad didn't get a job again. Yeah, well, yeah. That was like the first instance. It was after school, after he saves Ethan Hawke from. Yeah, and then Ethan Hawke follows back like, home on his bike. It's so weird how they like. Say he's like made it seem like his dad was like violent or something. Yeah, that's, I don't because well, he the makes thing. a comment about like he's, he's like, like my, yeah, dad's my, a, my dad's a good guy. He's like my dad taught me how to run. He's like can't catch up with me anymore. It was like <laughs> oh shit, Jesus kid. So really, but like they set this kid up for like I don't know if it's like hey saying <laughs> I don't know if it's like they're saying like what he's gonna be when he grows up or if they're if they're you know if they're in some unedited version that. He was supposed to. Oh my god, that's what it is. Live with the aliens? No, or? that no. You kind of just put it together. So, man, my head is boiling. Okay, so <laughs> oh boy, uh, you're like Christian you're like how I felt out. about Dead Silence last last time. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the helicopter guy, in one point of this movie, goes, "I used to have these dreams too." Blah blah. blah. So he used to be a kid. He used to you know want to go out there and see these aliens and explore space, but he grew up. And then you got these kids who are having these dreams, and they're not going to be like the adults. They're going to take advantage of it now, and they do it. And I think that's what the helicopter guy was supposed to represent. You know, when you become an adult, you give up on your dreams. Like, he didn't get the living and that stuff. Maybe I'm just throwing this off the no, top of my head. No, that's actually, no. that could have been what it was. Because that's why I was mentioning how earlier, uh, how, like, maybe the better version would have been having the girl character and then the the helicopter pilot be, like... Like going on this journey with them, you know? Yeah. Alone. Like maybe when he was going to uh, sh- like bring the jacket over to Ethan Hawke's house, maybe he'd be like, "No, like you got it wrong. Like I'm gonna try and help you guys, you know? Yeah. Kind of like turn the- make it seem like he's kind of like a a bad guy. Yeah. But when he like, actually wants to know like what they're doing or I how don't they know. know. I I feel like I can't judge this movie until I see the full thirteen hours of it. Yeah. I yeah. just I don't know thirteen hours the the full- mini- I, until we see the miniseries. Yeah. Did, it, did anybody notice that there's some sh- some scenes some sheens there's some scenes Michael Sheens now there's some scenes in this movie that look like they were straight out of Gremlins the way he tilts his camera a little bit yeah like, there's just, a part um, where they're in the basement yeah and there's so many scenes I'm like man that looks like it could have been Gremlins and I wouldn't be able to tell well this right. actually I read a trivia thing about this that apparently like there's that part where he's looking at the the cop helicopter pilots looking at the newspaper and it says UFO sighting over. It says. Um, I noticed this too. Yeah, did you see this? Yeah, it, it was, was like the town. It was it's the, like a riot in. Um, no, no, no. It says uh, the town is still not. Um, yeah, an unexplained riot and like, or it's something about how they didn't know there was a riot there, but they didn't know what caused it. Was this before or after Gremlins? This is after Gremlins. Is it? But this is before. Same, no, this is before. No, this is after. When's Gremlins? Eighty four. Oh, this is after then. Yeah, because that's the one I got the PG thirteen rating. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but like, it's it's a it says there's a riot that happens in this town, and it's a town from Gremlins. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's on the newspaper though in the corner. Okay, let's talk about the audience for this movie. It it's clearly supposed to be aimed at kids, but it's so technical and nothing happens in this movie. You might think it's for older. I don't know. I really don't know who this is for. 
Um, I could see it being for kids. I think and it's for kids for sure. It, it definitely has like first half at least. The first half feels like it could be like in par with Monster Squad or Goonies, or uh, Little Giants or Sandlot, Big Green, Big Green, Big Green yeah. or um, uh, Hey Dude, or <laughs> Salute Your Shorts, or Wild Shorts. Crazy Kids, <laughs> Global Guts, Oh Global <laughs> Guts, Rocket Power. <laughs> Mysteries of the Hidden Temple. All real monsters. Uh, Pete and back Pete. to movies. Back to movies. All right, back to movies. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Secret World of Alex Mack. Yeah. Clarissa explains it all. Wow, this went on. Tilda. I like how we're like only listening Nickelodeon shows. I don't know how we got onto that. We can do Nickelodeon movies. Harriet the Spy. Oh my God, Good Burger. Damn it! I was trying to get a name. Kitty the Kill movie. <laughs> No, okay. If the first half of it could go on par with the with those movies. And Wait, which movies? Sorry, Black Darkness. <laughs> but no, it could be on the par with that, and it's just the second half gets fucking weird. Well, that's yeah. the thing. At one point, when they finally build the spaceship, um, not, not okay. But the first time when they take off and they go to the drive-in of all places, like hey. We can go anywhere we want. <laughs> like, let's go to the drive. <laughs> Actually, let's yeah. discuss the scene. Yeah, it's, let's it's discuss amazing. the scene. I like it a lot. Um, it's <laughs> it's funny. It has one of the best moments of the movie because we get the scene where they fly by the big screen at the drive-in and they're watching this movie, uh, this alien movie. Then all of a sudden, they realize they're right in front of the screen. <laughs> I like how before, like you see that they're like like next to the screen. Ethan Hawke's like recapping the entire movie. Like he's like, oh, this is the scene where Star Killer, blah blah. Yeah, they're just watching it completely but it, normal. Like, it cuts to and like their faces are basically pressed against the screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie's great. Well, and then after that, for some reason, they go blow up the concession stand. And when I say blow up, I mean they and actually they kill like everybody. They in kill there. everybody. <laughs> no, they cr- they crash into everyone the, dies in this movie. Everybody, it's insane. No, they crash into the concession stand. And while they're crashing the concession stand, they break the fourth wall, and the characters in the movie that's on screen are reacting to the characters we're watching in this movie. And it's really bizarre. I know it was probably supposed to be funny, but yeah. it just... It, it didn't fit. It didn't fit. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of like out of place for It was completely yeah. out of place. But now, what I was saying, though, is the second time when they got the ship ready... You're like, oh man, like I'm actually kind of giddy about it. like the music picks up, and I'm like, all right, this is yeah, gonna be a really the music's cool. Pretty good. In yeah, this this, movie. this last half is gonna be awesome, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Nope. Kind of some David Lynch type film with <laughs> subliminal does. messages and weird creatures. Let's talk about the alien design. All right. At this point in the movie, they've decided to take their tiny ship to where they think the technology comes from, and they go to an alien spaceship. It looks like it's a different galaxy. Because yeah, there's a moment for a where while, they, like, aren't they? Yeah, there's a moment where like they disappear. They do the hyperspeed. Oh, and they okay. Yeah, yeah. So. You didn't so, catch that in the three times you watched it? No. <laughs> no. No. But, so, what did you guys think about the second half? We, we all, you know, we I, I think we're all on the same page when we say the second half. Oh, it just, just totally drops the ball. It's just, dro- it's just weird. I don't get the humor it's supposed there's to be. There's, like, not, like, when they're exploring the ship, there's actually, like, not a whole lot of dialogue. They're just walking around this... Yeah, they kind of are. Kind there's of really like, nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, like, mixed adventures they get into on the ship where it's, like... They go into these different rooms. It's like, what the fuck is this room supposed Dude, to be? Dude, it reminded for? me of uh, Discovery Zone. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most random thing. No, like the ops, they like, oh, just look like a whole like huge playground with like the monkey bars and shit. Okay, I'll give it to you. I never I mean, went, 
But I saw, oh, really? I saw a commercial. Oh, no, I, oh, man, I, I we should go sometime. I can see you. I don't want one. Next podcast will be brought to you by Discovery Zone. Chuck E. Cheese. I never. I went to Discovery Zone. It was fun. Um, <laughs> Discovery Zone. Discovery Zone. I Discovery Zone. That's cool. He sounds like the, the father at the end of this movie. He's like, <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's losing it. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I just completely missed this oh, joke. Oh boy. Oh, it was, it was oh, just boy. great. You should have been there. You should have been there. <laughs> well, I hate to break to you guys, but Discovery Zone's been out of business for like oh, no. years now. <laughs> All right, now just to kind of break down these aliens at the end, um, we have three of them. We have the two kids, uh, we have the girl, we have the boy, and then we have the father. The father we just went over, doesn't speak a lick of English. And then we have the two kids, we got the, the daughter who has a thing for... Yeah, we Miller were Phoenix. Uh, Wolf Little is, uh, boys. only macking on her. I want to yeah. see that movie where... <laughs> <laughs> he was doing like a Galaxy Quest. Like, That's exactly like, I'm gonna what stay, Hey, you guys yeah. going to go back to Earth? I'm going to stay here. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> there, like penis fingers all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, can we... I, I didn't bring this up originally, but did anybody notice a lot of phallic kind of like images? Oh, yeah. in there is. Yeah. Yeah. The, ship. the ship looks like a giant cock and balls. And it's like... <laughs> well, I just... I, I it's decided... It's, yeah, it's a, it's a Lance Armstrong spaceship. Oh, Lance Armstrong. Okay. So, and then we got the the you know the whole relationship between River and the alien, and then we got the son who only speaks in voices of cartoons and television shows. He's basically Bumblebee from Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. is. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your name, son? Ben. 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 Where are you from? Earth. Earth. Anybody here from Earth? Earth. See, you got old friends here today. And this whole like last scene is him doing stand up, and. Oh it goes God. on forever, and it's 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 like kind of something out of the Twilight Zone movie. It it, it reminds me of the last segment, uh, the kid in the cartoons, with the kid in the cartoons and the magic hat. It looks dead on it, and, I, and I, Joe Dante directed that as well. And he goes on this whole shtick, the stand up comedy thing, and then he talks about you know we've never reached out to you because we're afraid what you might do to us as aliens, blah blah blah. Just because he's seen all these movies. Yeah, it's a really creepy scene because he's got all these, like, images behind him that are, like, juxtaposed against, like, him making jokes. But the images are, like, explosions and just all kinds of chaos behind him. And the jokes he's making are really weird and creepy. No, yeah, and the whole scene. I, I love how the aliens are afraid of making contact with humans because yeah, like, movies like Star yeah. Wars was made. And, like, yeah, all that's these, what I like... felt like this movie said, though, at the end of it was, like... Because you make really mean sci-fi movies, we'll never see aliens. Thanks, Good Earth. thing Mars Attacks <laughs> hasn't been out yet. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the whole scene is like the ending of Galaxy Quest with the, we have seen your documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying to nail that voice. I don't think I can get that done. No, it was good. It was good. Was like, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 10 out of 10. All right, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> so then we, we finish the movie. Uh, the dad comes in, yells the aliens. Well, actually, we only finish because there's so much that still happens. Yes. They go back home after the alien dad yells at the kids. Um, cuts the next day in class. Um, and, oh, I forgot to mention, one of the aliens gives Ethan Hawke this, like, like this an glass animal. Yeah, what is that? What is the amulet? What does it do? I don't know. But for some reason, it lights aliens... up during class. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. The amulet's what gives him the dreams. 
That's why, because remember the light starts glowing, and then they have the dream the next time. Yeah, so all those kids just basically fall asleep in class simultaneously. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't say it was a good thing. Get the principal! Get the principal! <laughs> like, they all fell asleep in class to fall asleep and have a dream about a circuit board that they already know what it does, and they're not... No, it was a new cool. sort of circuit board. It was a new one. It was, oh, take no, a, they said? It was opening up for a sequel. Yeah. It's kind of like at the end of Empire Strikes Back when they're going to get What was the circuit board going to do? Like, well, it's like... That's their how ship they is in the because their ship's like at the bottom of the was a pond or something or yeah, yeah. And that lake that convenient lake that's behind uh, yeah. Ethan Hawke's girlfriend's oh, yeah. house. Oh yeah, but it's supposed to be like all right, that's gone, but we're we're not going to give up. We're going to reach out to them again, basically for yeah. the sequel, which never happens. All right, I got your sequel right now. Oh, you ready God. for this? So this kid is working for Freddy Krueger, and he sells these amulets to all these kids <laughs> so that all these kids are falling asleep and they don't know why all the time uh-huh. Freddy's killing them off. Uh-huh. Explorers 2. Uh-huh. And they have to fight Freddy's Expedition. Expedition. Freddy's Expedition. That's my Richard Nixon if anybody didn't catch it. <laughs> all right, so let's get to closing remarks on this as far as... Okay, um, first off, I'll go around real quick. Um... Ask our basic no late fee survey that we do at the end. Basically, we just go around the room, give me a one sentence summary, and then grade the film from on a scale from one to ten. Um, I myself give it a five out of ten. Um, it's entertaining. Uh, it has some potential, but it's too slow. Not great, not horrible. Just kind of right there in the middle for me. Um, it was a uh, very subpar. Um, it felt like it could have been something better, but it wasn't. I give it a six. We'll round it up. There's not enough of the aliens. And it actually turned out to be a good thing. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. First half was awesome. Second half sucked. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. All right, so it looks like everybody gave it a 6, except for myself, which I gave it a 5. And just to add those up and find the average, it looks like we give it a 58% as a group. Would anybody here watch it again? Um, I would rewatch it if there was a new edit. If they come out with a new edit... Of a director's cut, I would totally watch this movie. Yeah, again. same here. Would you, would, you, would you drop like a hundred bucks if they did a like Blade Runner collection where they have like different cuts of the movies? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Duh. If my money is going into a, a director's pocket, you know that I'm going to yeah, donate. Yeah, I say I watched this movie somehow two times for the podcast, but I <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'll come across it again some here in the future. Yeah, I can imagine my kid watching this in the bag. Just to watch, I, I would almost want to watch it again with somebody. No, I just just I, to watch their expression at the ending. I do, uh, I do a couple clicks on the computer and be like, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is there any movies here that anybody recommends that are similar to this movie but better? I think we all kind of talked Goonies. Goonies, yeah. yeah. Monster right. Squad. Monster Squad's a good one. I would say uh, check out the 1986 Walt Disney film uh, Flight of the Navigator, which has Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, uh, doing the voice of like the ship's artificial intelligence. The only description I have for this movie is basically it's a way better version of Explorers. Oh, there you go. That's about as good as you can put that. I would say there's another movie that made me think of this was Something Wicked This Way Comes, the Disney movie, and it's about okay. two kids. And if you like... Where this movie goes as far as the direction does, then you'll like this Disney movie because it gets really, really dark and really, really strange, and it doesn't feel like a kid's movie at all. Like about, this. Okay. What about that other Disney classic, Escape the Witch Mountain? Kind of has that Ooh, nice little alien that too, feel yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. yeah kind of adventure. That's a good one, yeah. I didn't think about that. Okay, now, if you could do anything differently with this movie, you know, recast it, new screenplay, right, or whatever, 
Would you? Um, the only thing I would really say is maybe just make it a tighter script. It could have been a good movie. Everything looks pretty good. Just needed a tighter script with more details, more character development, et cetera, et cetera. I would change nothing about it because I don't know what the rest of this movie looks like in order to say what the change is. I feel like what we're seeing is a rough cut of something that could be a lot better. So you would change the edit then? Yeah, I guess you could say it changed the edit, but I don't know. That would, that would assume I don't know what's on the edit. I still feel like if you, if you edited it differently, it would still be a jumbled mess. Basically. Yeah, like I don't know what else is there. Like yeah. if there's other stuff to like edit What other plot points they had in the story, yeah. basically. I guess it's deleted scenes and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think editing in tighter script. It feels like a 300-page book where like the last, you know, fourth was cut out and they just took the ending and then just slapped it on to the first three-fourths. Yeah. It just didn't yeah, feel good. Yeah, it was out of place kind of. Um, I would make the Dick Miller character and the girl bigger characters in the story. Even though I know they don't really contribute anything in the overall edit of the movie or whatever the finalized version. Uh, I'd make them bigger characters because obviously there's more going on with them than they show. Uh, and then I would add more peril to the movie. Make their sense of danger for the kids. Uh, make the aliens maybe a threat to humanity. I don't know, maybe that's a little dark for a family movie, but... I don't know. I think it would make it more interesting. It needed some excitement. Yeah, just something. Yeah, Yeah. make uh, the Ben character played by Ethan Hawke like a, you know, they keep showing the Starkiller character throughout the movie, like the the drive and everything. He knows everything about Starkiller. Make some sort of danger happen and have him draw inspiration from his hero, Starkiller, and then make him the hero of the movie, but they don't do any of that at all, so. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps it up for our podcast this week. Um... Honto is picking next week's movie. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you got? Uh, next week's movie is going to be Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. It's all a favorite of everyone's here. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's mm. just as good as you I'm remember. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I have such a love-hate relationship with this movie. Is it, because... uh, was it a guy with the glasses uses the camcorder to see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll save it. we got to save it for yeah, don't oh, ruin it. No, we'll get to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a little oh, okay, here's a, here's a new question to add here, then. Since we've all seen Jason Takes Manhattan, let's throw out our just our initial grade from what we remember seeing from it. Oh, so that way, eventually, if okay. it does change, be interesting to talk okay, about. Okay, I like that. All right. Um, I would give it... I like these movies. I own the box set. I, I don't know. This is one of the worser ones. I'd probably give it an F. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Matt, or Hato? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Uh, probably about, I would say, shit, 20 years or something. Um. You're 20 years old? Yeah, I'm 20 years old. I saw it when I was zero years old. Oh my god, <laughs> Yeah, that made a lot of sense, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember liking it, kind of, so I'd probably give it like a C plus, maybe? Okay. We'll see. Alright, Jake? Oh, solid D minus. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... Ooh. I can't wait. I won't be here to talk about it, but uh, it's just not good. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a D. I'm oh, just, I just remember being a change D. Your, change your grade. I mean, I'm going to give it a D on this. Dead Silence is better than Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, because you know, you know why? You settled on that B-, didn't you? Yeah, it's not a B-, minus. I changed it to a C. <laughs> that movie still has really creepy images in it, so that's why I got the C. So it, it, it's a horror movie. It did its job. It's like a, it's like a comedy. Billy Masson's not... He's the greatest Dude, comedy I, movie in the I, world, but you still laugh at it. Doesn't I bet stop. people in Friday the 13th would have a better chance of surviving than the main character in Dead Silence. Ooh, that's true. That's very true. And I'm just glad we get to talk about Dead Silence again. <laughs> yeah. We'll be comparing it to Dead Silence the entire time. <laughs> and Last Action Hero. <laughs> All 
All right, well, uh, Jake, I want to thank you for uh, jumping on today. We appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. Listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, next week, join us for Jason Takes Manhattan, Friday 13th, Part 8.